Did you watch the new Politic NFL this weekend? No? Well, you're not alone. Let's also riots erupt in Pennsylvania following the shooting of a man. But have you seen the police footage? Now, do you know what to do when your Uber threatens to kidnap you? Hmm. How is Clarksville uh, now part of Major League Baseball history? And who is Joe Shakina? And why is he running for Ward 12 against five other candidates? Man. And hey, uh, not for nothing, that missing Tennessee Tiger was spotted hanging around a middle school. Yeah. Guess where? Well, these questions and so much more will get answered today on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. He doesn't wonder what it's like on the ground in Afghanistan. He's been there serving our country and defending Lady Liberty. Absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's Conversation. How's it going, y'all? I'm still working on those y'alls. <laughs> My name is Joe Padula, host of the Joe Padula Show. And yes, I am a uh, war veteran. Former strike soldier, 2nd Brigade Combat Team, 101st Airborne Division Air Assaults. And I got to tell you, I got a new mission. It is, uh, yes, learning about the facts, learning about the truth, hearing your opinions, and definitely parting with a purpose. No doubt about it. Feeling good today. Bay, you know why I'm feeling good today? Why is that? I didn't drink last night. Oh, you didn't? No. I had a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. All right, maybe a glass and a half. <laughs> a little heavy on the pour. But I felt great. I feel great today. That's good. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting. <laughs> I wish I can learn how to drink and still feel great the next day. Don't drink too much. Hey, I got a problem. You know this. It's all good, though. It's all good. What's up, intern Shane? What's up, Joe? It's good drink. to be back. Yeah, yeah. You took the week off. You were doing a lot of Austin P stuff. Uh, intern Cheney's our intern from Austin P State University, and uh, yeah. So uh, you're graduating early. Yeah. Well, is, uh, I, is that because you're smart? Why is it? Uh, well, <laughs> turns out I got all my core classes done. Uh, I got a couple other uh, classes like for my minor that I need to take care of, but I can do that in the second half. But basically, I got everything done, and I can graduate in December. I regret asking already. <laughs> I don't. I don't. No, no. Good for you. All right. And uh, uh, what are your plans after you graduate uh, Austin P State University? Um. I'm thinking of going back for a master's. Ooh, and broadcasting? Nice. Look at him go. He'll no longer be known as Intern Shane, but Master Shane. <laughs> I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll always be Intern Shane, though. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if I could call you Master Shane. <laughs> Just being honest here. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, you know... Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, our first interview. I mean, we, we're going to cover all those topics. And, uh, hey, you definitely want to share this information on your timeline and your groups. Uh, just go to the Joe Padilla Show Facebook page. Click like, scroll down, boom, you see the live video feed. And, yeah, yeah, make sure to share it. I mean, Facebook doesn't like us so much. They put us in, like, this uh, the shadow ban category because we speak some truths. But that's all right. It's not going to stop us. Not this fighter. Speaking of fighters. Almost 30 years of service. 20 of them with the special forces. And now, 
He's running for City Council Ward 12 against five other candidates. Ladies and gentlemen, our first guest of the day, give it up for Joe Shekinab. What's up, Joe? Well, I'm honored to be here, um, Joe. And it's always good to see you and always. sit um, in great company um, with some great discussions going on. Yeah, I yeah. commend you for your job and for your service and all that you do for the community. Well, well as you know, and I appreciate that, and uh, you, you don't have to lie about that when intern Shane being good company. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's great company, and you're going to learn how to call him Master Shane. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's going to demand that. I'll be so mad. I should just get a crown with, oh, uh, with yes. a cane no. just... Yes. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully a muzzle comes with that crown. Uh, but yeah, Joe, here it is. We got an election coming up, November, okay? Yes. November 3rd. Not only just federal, and, and I got to stress this, okay? Uh, uh, federal election is very important. State election very important. But most important, the most effective election for you personally is your local elections. Yes. And you got to get out there and vote. And you got to vote informed. And that's why I love bringing in the candidates here. And all, all six of you from War 12. Yes. Oh, man. Well, before we get into why you're running, a little bit about you, uh, Joe. Uh, where are you from originally? Well, a little bit about you, uh, Joe. Uh, where are you from originally? Well, I was actually born in the Mississippi Delta in the city of Mound Bayou, Mississippi. That's where I actually went to school. Is, is that where all those Clearance Clearwater Revival songs come from? No, no. It's actually, this is this is where the fertile soil, well, all the cotton and things like that. Ah. It's about um, an hour and a half south of Memphis. Tunica and places like that. Did you grow up poor and grow up rich? No, 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 nowhere. Well, we were poor in physical substance, mm -hmm. but we were rich in discipline oh. because we had to work for right. everything. You know, and nature was a common thing for us, right? So in the summertime, you tend to you know live off the land a little bit. You had the nuts, you had the wildlife, you had you know a lot of things like that. So in regular substance, yeah, you're poor, but you adopted and you. You know, made it happen, right? That's what's up. And those type of skills actually stayed with me. Um, early on when I was in school, I was in the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, and then the Boy Scouts. In my senior year in high school, I was actually assistant scoutmaster. That's not bad. Yeah, so. I, I did the Boy Scouts. I, I liked it. I, I did the, uh, the. I was even a wee blow, which I thought, yeah. I don't even know what that means. Right. What does that even mean? It means you're on your way. Okay, on, uh, on your way. Wee blow. You're on your way. I love it. Now, uh, now uh, you must have, I mean, here it is, 29 years of service in, in the military. Uh, 28. 28 yes. So you must have joined early in life. 17. Yes. At, at Two weeks. Two weeks after high school, I was in. Did you have to get uh, the parents' signature? Uh, well, but I forged my mother's signature. Did you really? Because, of course, she was against Joe. me going in, you know. But um, how do you, you know, find something besides what's right there, right? You get in the, you take advantage of an opportunity uh -huh. so you can actually get in a better place so you can reach back and you can do something more effectively when you reach back. Do you feel your so other candidates, my the other candidates are going to use that against you one day? Well, I really don't look at um, what other people are doing. Right. Um, I've never been that type. You know, when I first came in the service, I was in the Ranger Battalion. Right? Okay. And everything was about, what are you doing, Ranger? You so know, you signed you up doing? right from the start to be gung-ho? Yes. Well, because I looked at it as, you know, I get promoted quicker, I get more money, uh -huh. which means I can help my family. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I said it was always about reaching back, right? It wasn't about me. Tracking. Yeah. Take that advantage of something that's there so you can help someone else that doesn't have it. I love it. All right, now while you're in the service, okay, uh, what are some of the uh, some of the deployments that really stood out for you? Um, actually, when I was in the Ranger Battalion in 1985, we actually went to Somalia. We actually jumped in, yeah, we actually jumped into Somalia in 1985. And this and was prior to uh, you know what we, what yes, happened there in Mogadishu yes, and yes. the whole bit, but 85. so so 1993 was my second tour there, 
I had actually already been there before. So you went back. I went back. So I got a chance to see it before the Civil War. Uh-huh. Then I got a chance to see it during the Civil War, during the famine and things like that. What was the difference? Uh, well, of course, you know, the young guys, guys like your age, your bill, you know, the guys were very strong. They were very healthy. A lot of the older people were very weak. Uh-huh. A lot of the little kids were very weak, right? And then it was very compartmentalized. So some places you, you saw a lot of suffering. In other places, it was pretty much stable because the militias had control or those warlords in those particular you know areas, those clan leaders had control. What was your so, guys' mission back in 85? Well, I, well, in 85, just joint training exercise. Okay. Yeah, we went, we parachuted in, and we trained with their, with the Somali army. Mm-hmm. So, you know, do some rifle ranges, some maneuvers, and things like that, because they had infantry guys over there as well. And then in, 93, then in 90, 93, much different was, mission, right? Yeah, it was more to go and see the movement of the refugees. Where are these, where are these people that are fleeing? Where are they going? All right? Which, which way are they crossing the borders? And then how many are out there, right? How many cash? So a lot of area assessments. Sometimes we'll, you know, load our Humvees up and just put a lot of fuel, a lot of water, and we'll go out. And then three or four days later, aircraft come in. They'll bring more fuel, more water, more rations, and we just ride around the entire country just getting a pulse on actually what's going on in the country. What was the, people, what was the people's reaction to, uh, to you and the uh, guys? In the, in the city, and especially like in Mogadishu, uh-huh. yeah, that was always a hot spot because you had two actually warring factions in one city. But most of the other outlying areas, you only had one faction. So it wasn't that bad. But when you have two factions in one city, well, of course, one wants to be the dominant one. Right. right. And plus, then you got to pick and choose which one you're going to support. So you had a lot of that there. Right. But in the outskirts of the city, yeah, it was fine. A lot of people, the only thing we really had to worry about was the rope mines. Yeah. You had a lot of mines out there on the roads. But other than that, you show up, you know, the people, they just come around you. They want water. They want food. Now, when uh, when it all went down over there in uh, in Somalia in '93, uh, uh, what, what was the sentiment like from the other Rangers and all the well, other units that were well, that I were actually, down there? I actually left two weeks before Black Hawk Down, uh-huh. and so I was actually on the airfield talking to a lot of the guys. Right, they were you know in the Ranger Battalion because again I had served with some of those guys, um, you know, previously when I was in the battalion. So I knew some of them. Actually, I knew a lot of them. You know, I knew some of the casualties and things like that. So that part was a very, you know, heartfelt part because you knew guys, right? And you knew the situation. You'd been there a long time. And if you could do anything to try to prevent it, because it was just brewing, brewing, and brewing. Yeah. And and we watched it actually brew, right? I mean, early on, our mission that we requested APCs. APCs? uh, APCs, the Army Personnel Carriers. Gotcha. Humvees. Right, right, right. But again, you know, you see guys bringing a lot of the weapons in just a matter of time before you're going to become a target Mm. because you got too much stuff going on. In one confined area. Did you watch the movie? What'd you think? Yeah, I watched it. Um, Some say it's one of the best army movies, and others say it's a, it was a terrible depiction. Well, I just look at it as you know when when things went bad, right from the from the planning part. Yeah. Right? You plan for you know a daylight mission, and you don't have all your NVGs and things like that. Um, you don't have a good you know um, rescue you know operation on standby that's well rehearsed, that's well clued in. So when you start looking at from, when you look at it from the planning aspect you start seeing a lot of things that could have been better, right? Mm-hmm. And then as a military person, you look at your guys and you say, you know, how can we do things better? Right. How can we plan better? Right? How can we communicate and get the basic stuff right? You know, so even if even if you know you're going on a daytime mission, well, you don't know about that aircraft. You don't know about any situation. So you still got to plan as if you're going to be there all night. Understood. Right? So little things, and then the communication plan. Right? Yeah. So even my team, my team was ambushed while we were in Somalia. And I was the senior, senior communication guy, you know, Special Forces A team, senior communication guy. But I was actually working on a diplomatic mission up in the north huh. with the ambassador out of Djibouti. So I wasn't actually with my team. Wow. But I had to make sure that if something happened 
All they had to do was turn that radio on, and they was going to be able to get medevac. Communication, so important. And we worked that every day. Absolutely. You know, whatever you do, whatever situation you're in, you got one chance, and it better work that first chance. Makes sense to me. So it's been, a, so it's been, you look at the training, right? All of your training all the time. And I tell people, no matter what, under circumstances, you don't forget your training. No, no way. You go into right? that muscle memory. Yeah, absolutely. Don't forget your training. Right. Right. So even in this environment, mm-hmm. even in the radio environment, right. Sometimes your training kicks in. Oh, you ain't kidding. I press right. that mute button like it's yes. natural now. Yes, it kicks it, in, right? Right, especially when Bay yes. starts on a cursing rant. Yes. You know, yes. beep, beep. Yes. Uh, fast forward a little less than a decade. Nine eleven. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, wh- where were you? And, I was uh, actually, I was actually at an air loads planners course at Fort Bragg. Again, I was still in Fifth Special Forces. Uh huh. Um, I've been there since 1990, and that's when I first came there. So I was actually in an airloads planners course there, and we were in the classroom, and we actually watched the first plane. And we thought, of course, we thought it was an accident. Right, right. So we're sitting there, and the instructors, everybody, everything just stopped. And we watched, like, man, what is really going on? And then we, we watched the, the second one come in and hit. Right. And right then we knew, man, this is bad, and we got to figure out how to get back to our base. Did you guys know, uh, you know, it was going to be uh, against Al Qaeda and a future Afghanistan well, we invasion? We knew it was bad, and we knew that that course was pretty much over. Yeah, and we was going to be coming back, you know, to our home stations and getting ready to deploy. Right. So, like three to two days later, I think I was already back here at Fort Campbell, uh-huh. and back in my team room, and we was already spinning up. You know, no one has to tell you to get ready. Right. When you see something like that, yeah. Again, your training kicks in, right? Especially you the know, special forces guys. Yes, you know, okay, it's time. It's, it's time to go. Even if you never get the call, but your reaction is going to be, it's time to go. So you automatically get your team gear, you start your training, you start spinning, you start your isolation, you start all of your preparation, especially to get those young guys on board because you're always getting young guys to your team, right? Now, what about your family at home at this point? Well, you, you don't, in a way, you look at it as they pretty much know it's time to go. Yeah. Because you deploy all the time. Military right? families understand yeah, that. Especially in the Special Forces, you deploy Absolutely. all the time, right? So they're kind of used to you getting ready to go. So the same thing, they know. Well, it's time for you to go. Yeah. Right. Understood. Understood. And then, all right, so uh, fast forward a little bit, 2010. You, I retired you're in like, 2010. I'm done. Yeah. And, um, Did they kick you well, out? Actually, or, or, no, or? actually, I want to tell you a story, right? Okay. So in 2008, uh-huh. I was actually at Fort Bragg attending some type of conference or something. I'm sorry to hear that, and, Fort Bragg. Ugh. Yeah, and one of the lead pilots for the Golden Knights, um, he was retiring. And he had 27 years in. Golden Knights, uh, the gentleman yeah. that uh, jumped out of the parachute. Yes, right. yes. So he had um, 27 years in. So after his ceremony and during his little reception, I asked him, I said, hey, Chief, I said, I'm a Special Forces warrant officer because he's a warrant officer. Uh-huh. I said, I'd love to ask you a question. He said, well, what, what, what do you have? I said, why did you retire with 27 years in? Why didn't you go to 28 or to 30 on the even, even number? Right? Yes, right. He says, well, he says, one thing I learned in this role that I'm in, he said, I'm the lead pilot for the Golden Knights. I'm, an, I'm a warrant officer. And I'm flying a fixed-wing aircraft. Uh-huh. Warrant officers fly helicopters, right? Right, right. So he's flying a fixed-wing. He said, no matter where these guys jump, he lands. He said, and right now in his career, his time is up, but he would never be that marketable again. Ah. Right? So markability. Yeah. Right? Leave so, on top. Yes. Yeah, he says, so right now he's on top. Michael Jordan. He would never have to apply for a job. He said, everybody knows him. Right. And I always remember that. So in the Special Forces, I was a program director for the foreign language program. Okay. The fifth group, you know, so training all the all the guys in foreign languages. And um, so I was just... How many foreign that. languages? There's got to be so well, many. Well, no, for the fifth group, we had three. Okay. You know, we had three foreign languages, but you have a lot of guys, right? So certain percentages learn certain languages. Um, but of course, every Special Forces unit 
is oriented towards a certain region of the world. I was trained in Pashtun. Were you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I had Arabic. Ch oh, Chutorasti. I'd go walking yeah. around to southern Afghanistan. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Chutorasti. Yeah. How you yes. doing? Yes. So, they didn't like that. So as the program director, um, I won the Special Operations Command Language Program of the Year. Uh -huh. Three years in a row. Three consecutive years for the Special Operations Command, right, for SOCOM. So at that last uh, meeting there, well, not meeting, but conference, at the last conference, when I got the award from the four-star, you know, I said my speech, and I said, of course, I thank all the guys in, in the 5th Special Forces Group, blah, 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 blah. But I knew then, because I had a flashback. I had a flashback of that conversation. Well, I won this three years in a row. Yeah. Right? I would never be this marketable again. Right? So I told the guys in the audience, and it was about 400 people, and you have a lot of um, civilian companies, right, foreign language companies, attending these particular things. So I told them, I said, well, I think this is my time to retire. This is my time for my next phase. Man. And uh, did you know your next phase would be about 10 years later running no, for no, city council no, ward I 12? I had no um, aspiration. A lot of people have always always said, man, you, sh you need to run for office because you're always doing something. You're very strong. You're very passionate about, you know, helping people in the community. You're a great listener. So all these all these attributes. Well, right? you, you've been so busy since you got yes. out. I mean, uh, so many different things, so many different programs. Okay, uh, the the uh, the CW three retired Scott Schroeder scholarship. All right, yes. uh, leadership Clarksville. Uh, I yes. mean, uh, the Montgomery County is a veterans coalition. Uh, is so many things. Yes. Now, why politics? Well, I don't look at it as politics. Though. Okay. When, when people say oh, you want to be a politician, I said no, I don't want to be a politician. All right, I want to do something to listen to people. All right, to work on their behalf listen to their concerns and see can I fix some of the problems I know I can't fix all of them right because if it was that easy they'd already be fixed mm -hmm. but I want to listen to them hear their concerns and fix some of their problems what are some of the issues because War 12 you know a uh, very busy area yes. a huge growing yes. area I mean we're talking about the the I-24 uh, right. exit 148 area yes uh, not just that area but uh, if you're a city councilman, you're going to be voting on Clarksville citywide yes, issues. Yes, what, yes. what are some issues that you see uh, here in the city of Clarksville that do need to be addressed and brought up? Well, some of the things that people have already been addressed with me is safety, right? And I put safety as the number one category. Safety. Just like, just like training, right? Those okay. Safety first, right? Uh-huh, safety so first. Safety, so where we have some safety issues at, right? So if neighborhoods are saying, well, they're at risk because they don't have lights, they don't feel safe, um, people are in the neighborhoods at night, you know, driving and and stopping the cars and people are walking, but there are no lights in the, in the neighborhoods. That's the well, first time I heard to me, that topic brought up by, by anyone running. Yes, that's a safety concern for me, right? Interesting. Right? So, and I and it sounds at, like an easy fix. Yes, and I look at the, I look at the utility poles and I'm saying, okay, they have these things spaced out. Uh -huh. you know, some of them have lights on them, but they don't work, or some, you know, there are no lights. Right. So I'm thinking, okay, well, and I ask them, well, have you talked to the street department? He says, yes, we talked to somebody, but, you know, we, we always talk to somebody, and we never get anything fixed. Hmm. So I, I, I record all these different things, right? Every time I go to a neighborhood and I hear something, I get back in my truck and I write it down. I write the street address, and then I write down that concern. Right. And I go to all of them. So I'm making this list of what are some of the common themes in that category, in the safety category, right? So speed bumps. Speed bumps. People that are on long streets in neighborhoods, man, people come through there and they're going 40 and 50 miles an hour. They're flying. Yes, even though the speed limit says 20 or 25. You're damn right it does. Right? Right. So how do you... First, figure out who do you need to address that with, and then what type of measures can actually happen. I say speed to bumps. That. Speed bumps with spikes. But it's not that easy, though. Damn. Right. Because even with the speed bump, 
now in the winter time when you have ice and you have snow. That's right. What about the snow plows trying to fix that? Oh, that's a good right? point. Right? So it's not as easy as just saying. You know what? I never thought of that. The, right. Those damn plows. We need yes. them. Yes. Bring that salt. Right. Yes. Because and some people here don't know how to drive in it. Right. Yes. And not only that, then you look at emergency vehicles, right? Okay. You know, same thing. Right. So, if an ambulance has got yes. to get in and out. Yes. Damn. So a lot of you look at it, you know, from one side, but then you have to also look at it from the other side. So then when you have that discussion, you says, okay, now what can we do? Knowing both sides of this, what can we do to rectify this particular issue? For I the got the answer. Of, Remote the control answer? speed bumps. Mercy. Oh, I love it, but right? Then, but then that means the taxes may have to go up for something You're like that. You're damn right they will for remote <laughs> so control. So now, now, now you got another issue, right? I'll tell so you who what. Who wants to do that? For, for, for the light situation, I can help you out. I, I got, and real cheap, I could tell it to the city. I got strobe lights, okay? We'll make all the street lights strobe lights. Well, that's going to blind Fantastic. Somebody. <laughs> Are they going to be our? Are they going to be infrared or just straight strobe? Uh, it's going to be green, red, <laughs> and purple, and, and sometimes there's a little snowflake logo. Right, that's fantastic. <laughs> Oh, mercy. Man. I love it. Joe, what? any other topics that, uh, that, that you think uh, need to be brought to the forefront uh, uh, if elected to city council? Yes. Well, and like I said, for me, it's all about really how do you communicate with all these people in that particular ward? Because you talk about a lot of people, right? That's right. You and growing. You can't even do it while you're campaigning. Right. So then once you get in office, now you got another focus. You actually have to do something. But you still have to connect with the people. All right. So I'm already looking at, well, you know, some neighborhoods have associations how do i already start talking to those associations to actually get on their calendars to say you know what well if i win this thing but i don't want to wait until i win i want to have a meeting with you now uh-huh. right to start sinking that right. battle rhythm right right hmm? battle yeah, rhythm your training kicks in right? absolutely start sinking the battle rhythm you start getting now a system in place so when you win you don't wait until january to start trying to figure out a system mm-hmm. it's already in place right? now all you have to do is execute right Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And then then you're already ready. Yes. Prepared. Yes. The Boy Scout coming back out. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. I see where it all comes yes. together. Yes. Unbelievable. Well, uh, I'll tell you what. We got the links to uh, to uh, Joe's, uh, Joe's Facebook page, okay? Uh, uh, definitely check it out. If you got any questions for him, send them a message. I mean, the... The guy knows how to speak. The guy knows how to talk. And obviously, he knows how to listen. And that's, yes. that's his goal. Yes. Uh, but one thing I do want to mention. Yes, what's Peter, that, Joe? And you mentioned the Scott Schroeder. Uh-huh. That's right. You know, and Austin P is always near and dear to my heart. So anytime I have a platform to say something, yes. of course, I'm going to say something about Austin P. Please do it. Right? Um, I'm the president for the National Alumni Association. And I'm the president for the Military Alumni Chapter. So the Military Alumni Chapter, we actually have four scholarship endowments. You know, and that's for those military-affiliated students. So our goal as a chapter is to build endowments to make sure every student that's military-affiliated can actually achieve their academic dream, right, or make sure they're successful along the academic journey. What makes so, them qualified? Well, so for the Scott Schroeder Scholarship, and that one we're still building, mm-hmm. right? We're still building that. And people can go to our Facebook page for the Austin P. Military Alumni Chapter. Okay. They can get the information to donate to that scholarship. Good. All right, because we got we got we have to fulfill that scholarship, and then we also have the military alumni chapter scholarship in itself, and then we have the um, command sergeant major Sidney Brown scholarship. Those are fully endowed already, so students actually already go to school and get scholarships from those actual endowments. So that already happens. They just put in for it um, through Austin P. They're already students, and even some of them that plan on going to Austin P. When they put in for scholarships, they can request that scholarship. So we look at all of that and we consider it. We consider, you know, the GPA is the number one thing. They don't have to write any papers or anything like that. But academic, the GPA, and then what are they planning on doing 
with that um, education. Got to gotta have some brains. Yes. Got to have a plan. Yes. Understood. Yes. Right. Yes. And I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, uh, here it is, even out of service, still serving yes. the service. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, like, like you, you know, that's, that's near and dear to your heart. Absolutely. Right? You can't just cover that. You can't just close that book. No way. Right? I don't want to. And if it closes, right. it's probably going to open back up on its own. I hope so. Hmm? Probably. Unless I get, I'll just get an audio book. All right. Yes. Then I'll just press pause. But even then, it's going to be like a cadence. Yeah. yeah. See oh, one third rolling down the strip, right? Hood. Oh, I miss some good cadences. <laughs> oh my God, man! I hear the choppers hovering. <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, good stuff, Joe. I appreciate you, and uh, I wish you the best of luck. And uh, one last question: uh, Six people running for one ward. Is that a hindrance or is that a help for you? Well, I says a help for for everyone that's running. Yeah, you know? yeah, because that means everyone got a pretty good chance. Right. All you have to do is just keep grinding. Just don't stop. You know that's a good point. And I'll tell any of the other candidates: just don't stop grinding. Right. Yes. That's what's up. Because someone has to do it, right? Yeah, somebody. Yeah, somebody has to do it. And we'll find out on November 3rd. And if you put your name in there, you might, you're ready to grind. That's right. That's right. And hey, if you don't, you got a problem because this yes. guy's grinding pretty hard. Yes. Right. Bump and grind. That should be your campaign well, slogan. Right. No, no bumping. No, no. No, no. bumping. No. Just grind. My bad. No. My bad. No. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. My bad. Master Shin's listening to him. Oh, I love it. Master <laughs> Shin. <laughs> oh. I just had a murmur. <laughs> but uh, definitely go check out uh, Joe Shakinab, okay? City Council Ward 12 Facebook page. The link is right in this video and this audio feed. So, yeah, go check it out and uh, see what he brings to the table. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. It's good to see you again. It's been too Likewise. long. Likewise, always great to see you. And, hey, for some of your fundraising for some of the military events, let me know, all right? Yes. I, I'll donate to DJ services. Sounds good. The best DJ in town. Merce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, forget about it. All right. See the free gig I'm trying to get. But that's networking because somebody's going to be there. Yeah. Okay? So I'm acting like I'm a hero now, donating to my stuff. Mm-hmm. But in reality, I know I'm going to get like four gigs out of it. Right? <laughs> Just being honest. That's the best way to be. Nah, one way, right? I'll do it anyway. Yeah, if it one get way. Nothing. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, coming up next. Yes. Did you watch the NFL this weekend? If no... You're not alone. Did you see these numbers? They plummeted. I'm going to tell you why. Well, I think you already do. We already know why. Plus, also, there was a uh, riots in Lancaster, Pennsylvania last night. And it was all because of the shooting from a police officer to a man running out of his house with a machete. Have you seen the body camera footage? Should the riots even be happening? We'll talk about it all. That's all coming up next. So much more on the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Hey, everybody. This is Water Dogs Rich from Water Dogs Scuba and Safety. What do I love about the Joe Padula Show? You got a veteran like Joe going after his dreams and bringing so many people together from so many different walks of life here in Clarksville. Absolutely. Water Dogs. Water Dogs Scuba and Safety. There's a whole world to discover underwater, and at Water Dogs Scuba and Safety, they're here to help you explore it. Veteran and locally owned, and whether you're already an expert diver or beginner seeking adventure, Water Dogs offers private and scheduled dive trainings for all ages. Get those kids, but no dogs. Go check out their Facebook page. Look at their underwater videos. 681 North Spring Street, downtown Clarksville. Go say hello to Rich and Cecil and the team at Water Dogs Scuba and Safety. Get ready to hit the jackpot on Vegas Thrills when Oak Grove Racing Gaming and Hotel opens this summer. 
owned and operated by Churchill Downs, Oak Grove Gaming will be bringing a whole lot of Vegas action without the flight. Featuring over 1,300 exciting games, a five-story hotel, delicious dining, live racing, and much more. Opening this summer right across from Fort Campbell, it'll be a great place to play and work. That's right. Oak Grove Gaming is now hiring hardworking, energetic people. Start or advance your career in the gaming and hospitality industry. Full and part-time positions are available offering great pay and benefits. From food and beverage to finance, marketing to maintenance technicians, many great opportunities are immediately available with new ones continually added. For a complete listing of positions and to apply online anytime, visit oakgrovegaming.com. That's oakgrovegaming.com. Oak Grove Gaming is an equal opportunity employer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello, Clarksville. Lawyer Wayne here. Someone once said, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. Well, sometimes it's just not meant to be. If you're going through a breakup, I'm the lawyer that offers free consultations. So let's meet up, shake hands, and get you to where you need to be. Visit LawyerWayne.com. It's got my cell phone number there. You can text me. You can call me. You can come visit me at my office at 120 South 2nd Street. Know your rights. Know your options. LawyerWayne.com. Hey y'all, this is Shelly Holiday, Realtor at Remax North Star. So feel free to add your comments and don't forget to share it on your timeline. Bay's my favorite. Absolutely. Joe Padilla Show, uh, absolutely. Why isn't her chain all fuzzy? You got a smudge on it? No, no, I thought I wiped off the smudge. Intern Shane, right? You're fuzzy, why is that? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> Should I get Here, out of the get, camera for just a second? Yep, get out of the camera, put your face right on the camera. Alright, uh, take the headphones off. Get, oh, okay, now no, sit down, now, no, I think yeah. you got it. Yeah, I think it's bad. I think you got it. Yeah, okay. The camera was telling us to get out of the camera frame, I guess. All right, there he is. Now he's sharp. <laughs> Good to have you aboard. Hey, don't forget to click those likes, click those hearts, and do us a favor. Share it on your timeline, all right? Especially with uh, topics like this where we may get flagged. No flags yet. No. We got 30 last week. 31, yeah. Oh, 31? 31. Oh. Yeah, I guess we got an after flag. <laughs> yeah, 31 flags last week for having a real conversation. It's all good. It's all good. But, uh, but yes, don't forget to uh, follow the Joe Padula Show on Instagram as well, at Joe Padula. iHeartRadio. Download the free app, The Joe Padula Show. Click follow. Too easy. YouTube, The Joe Padula Show. Yeah, you get to all the clips get uh, uploaded to the YouTube channel. Hey, Twitter, you get to see me go on political rants at Joe Padula. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the rants are good. Uh-huh. The rants are good. <laughs> okay, speaking of the rants, let's get into this one. All right, so did you watch the new political NFL this weekend? If you didn't, you're not alone. Bay, how how, uh, how much uh, ratings do you think they dropped percentage-wise? Well, let's see what golf beat them out last. Yep, week. golf golf is uh, golf ratings are up. So I would say croquet probably beat them. Okay, croquet probably beat them, right? Water polo. <laughs> Intern Jane, you watch football? Uh, not necessarily. Is that because you're boycotting it because of political reasons? Well, I was never a big football person to begin with. Oh, okay, understood. <laughs> not a huge sports guy. Gotcha. Well, let's see what we got. NBC Sunday Night Football ratings crashed nearly 30% for a woke opening weekend. 
I can't watch it. I didn't watch anything. I can't watch it, babe. Mm. Mm. I, I just can't do it, man. I can't do the sitting down, the kneeling, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the you know, uh, end racism painted in the end zone, people's things on their helmets. But, yeah, Sunday night football, the clash between the Rams and the Cowboys. Your, that's your team, right, babe? Yeah. Well, it was supposed to be a, a halt the ratings crash that the NFL has experienced so far this 2020 season. But, according to Deadline Hollywood, ratings for NBC's only weekly NFL game were down a shocking 28%. Putting on the two teams with the big national followings, okay? Well, the numbers, they uh, they certain to change. But uh, but the results are, uh, according to uh, according to what I'm looking at here, pretty disastrous for the NFL. Not just because the members... Uh, I don't know. Numbers are bad. But you got to understand, the people that pay for revenue, mm-hmm. they see these numbers too. Yeah. Man, it's not good. Ah, uh, Bay, do you think they're ever going to uh, give up the woke stuff and just play football again? No, eventually. Yeah. Somebody, whoever losing the money is going to say something about something. Now, Bay, they also, with the... This first week of football, they have the black national anthem being played. Mm-hmm. Okay? Uh, and there were teams that stood for that, both of them. And then the, they would play the national anthem, the U.S. national anthem, Star Spangled Banner. And you had teams kneeling for that, but not the black national anthem. Do you know what the black national anthem even is? Mm, no. I've heard about it before. But... I, I've heard about it before, but only this year. Mm-hmm. When we were talking about it, yep. What do you make of that? I don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Man. Intern Shane. Ah, uh, yeah. I know. I know it's a touchy <laughs> subject, and some people you, you don't want to come. And I hear you, but you got to understand. If you go woke, you go broke. Limited. Majority. If you look at. The majority of the people that attend football games in stadiums last year, prior to, right? Mm-hmm. Majority of them white people, correct? In the stadiums? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough to say that? Well, if you keep spouting racist, 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 which I bet we're going to get flagged for saying the R word, by the way. Most likely. But they don't want to go. They don't want to watch the games. And it's so sad seeing just a handful of people in the stadiums, too. And... And the noises that they're creating, like they're spouting out this, these mm-hmm. fan, fake fan crowds, it's so weird. It's just so weird. All right, let's move forward. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Check this out. So in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, this is body camera footage that shows a suspect lunging at an officer with a knife. Like I'm talking about like, uh, uh, what, did, what did Leonardo have? Katana blades? Yeah. Yeah, it looked like yeah. a mini version of that. Oh, mini katana? Yeah. Or was it a machete? They, it could have been a machete, but... Uh, but So this guy, there was a uh, there was an incident that sparked a wave of still ongoing demonstrations in, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and it migrated from the scene of the shooting to the Lancaster police station. Now, early on, there was rumors that the victim was a 14-year-old autistic boy, which was not true at all. 
But it, it's it's uh, it's unclear why rioters even started saying that to maybe because they just take somebody, hey, we need to make something up to have a riot. But nonetheless, here, let's take a look at, you want to see the footage? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's go here. Uh, so this is the actual footage? Yeah. I don't know. I may be a little afraid to show because that might boot us. Let me see what I can do here. Well, the guy's name, anyway, while I, while I pull this up here. All right. This guy had an incident last year also. Okay, so this guy that was killed yesterday by the cops was pre previously busted on a quadruple stabbing. So this guy's got some history with knives or blades. All right. Okay, um, so this Pennsylvania guy that was shot dead by the police triggering that uh, destructive protest demanding justice was previously busted in 2019 for knifing four people in the city. That's according to his lawyer. Now, uh, before uh, Ricardo Munoz, okay, 27-year-old guy that was killed, well, before the, he made that fatal decision to rush the cops while waving a knife on Sunday, he was charged with stabbing or slashing two men and a woman and a 16-year-old boy in a near Lancaster home in March of last year. So he already aggressive. Yeah, he's got, he's got something going on there, Bang. Here, let me play the video from, uh, from the police body cam footage, which I'll, I'll tell you what. It's interesting that this body cam footage was released immediately, mm -hmm. but the George Floyd body cam footage was released like a month and a half later after all the riots even began, you know? Yes. Very interesting. Here, let's take a look at the... Uh, uh, ba -ba Where are you, baby? Okay. Boom. And let's take a look. All right, computer. <laughs> Today, Junior. All right, I got to... Since this is the police cam footage, I got all this writing in the beginning. Mm -hmm. All right, here we go. So here's Lancaster. Okay, all right. This guy's got some waddle going on the cup. So he's called for a domestic. Okay, at a house. The cop shows up. She's blurred. Oh. Okay, so he shot. Okay. All right. There it is. Pause right there. Look what this guy comes out running out with in his hand towards the cop. It's a weapon, right? It's a, yeah. It's a knife. It's a big knife. So. Looks justified to me. Why the rioting then? <laughs> why they're rioting why tear up a city why why burn down locally owned businesses people want to riot right and plus is what the media wants anyway look, look look at this thing look at this thing got one of those one with the bent right the blade is bent it's a tough one to see Bay. I forget what they're called but I know what you're talking yeah. about it's one of those uh, curl blades yeah, and there it is on the ground there after he shot. Unreal. But yeah, hey, say you're the guy. Okay, say you're the cop. Say you're somebody walking up on a door. Okay? 
and all of a sudden this comes running at you, what the hell are you going to do? Boom. Listen, I, I, I don't want to see anyone lose their life. This guy nor the cop. But had the cop not shoot, that, the cop's dead, right? Yeah. It's just interesting that they, they created a rumor about an autistic boy being involved in this. Did they? Yeah. Who did it? You know who said it? Nobody. I, I don't have a source. What I'm saying is that was the cops killed a 14-year-old autistic boy. But was he 14? Who that guy? That yeah. guy's 27. And not autistic. And he already cut what three people? Four people. Four people before. Four, four people. Four four stabbings. 2019. So he already had a history. Yes. And he comes running out like that towards a cop. My question is why is he uh, why is he out there? If this guy, if I stab four people in March of 2019. I don't know. That seems pretty aggravated. I think I'd still be in jail, no? Good lawyers. I, I guess so. I guess so, Bang. That's all I can say. He stabbed four people and he's out. What are your thoughts on all of this, okay? Why do you think they're rioting? I mean, I think we know why they're rioting. One, opportunists. Two, create fear and division and panic. Why? That, that right there justified. You do not come running at a cop with a knife. Nope. You, you do not do that. You don't do, come running towards anybody with a knife. Anybody. <laughs> because what you going to do is somebody come running towards you with a knife. Right. Well, you going to protect yourself, right? Right. You going to do everything. Everything you can possibly. Yeah. So you won't get cut or stabbed. Unreal. That right there. Unreal. All that. No, you don't know. Again, it's a matter of self-defense. Did you see the two cops in L.A.? I didn't see that. I didn't see that either. This, there's... They're saying it's a man, but it looks like a little kid comes up to the cop car. Let me see if I could pull that up. Hold on a second here. Let me see if I could pull this up. Eh? Dun, dun, dun. Let me put it back on you guys for a second. Yeah, this is this is something. Uh, in L.A., this was this past weekend, where the, it looks like, I'm telling you, it looks like a little kid. But they're saying it was a man. L.A. cops shot. I wonder how if YouTube is even. Oh, okay, here we go. Let's see if this shows it. Okay, let me go back to uh, the display here. Check this out. Oh yeah, this this, this is pretty. See that? Mm-hmm. Now it's edited so you don't see the actual bullets flying, you know what I mean? Yeah. And going into and killing them, right? That's not a full grown man, is it? It's the camera that make him look like he's short. Yeah. That's you could tell because he's One one got shot in the face, one got shot in the head. The cops. Could you imagine being a cop right now? One of the assemblymen, uh, 
Reggie Jones Sawyer said that was a cowardly act. Uh, the two deputies were doing their job, minding their own business, uh, watching out for the safety of the people on the train. And I guess they were just stationed for train action. You know what I mean? Uh, seeing somebody just walk up and just start shooting on them, it it's uh, it pisses me off. They're both suffering from multiple gunshot wounds. Uh, they're out of surgery right now, so we're going to keep them in our thoughts and prayers. One is a 31-year-old mother of a, of a six-year-old boy. Female cop. Her uh, husband is here with them. The other one is a 24-year-old. Where's all the women's rights movement? Outraged. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where, where's the, where, where's the w- w- women's rights group, women libs group? Where are you? Just had a, a female officer shot and killed for no reason. Was that, was that guy not sexist or something? Maybe he was sexist. Where's the protest? Where's the outrage? I'm getting sick of it. I'm getting sick of the hypocrisy. Hey, cops, hang tough. Don't worry. You, you guys are going to be justified real soon. The law and order president will be elected. You'll see. And all this BS is going to go away. Okay, I'm getting pissed off. i got to move forward. <laughs> i got to move forward. Uh, intern chain anything before we move forward to some local news i just like wow i just seen this stuff and i'm just like why why isn't this stuff being shown you know why isn't this on the big headlines because bay maybe you can answer that I'll tell you all fair <laughs> okay i'll tell them all fair <laughs> and it has to do with the with an election okay it really does all right moving forward Coming up next, some local news. All right, I got that Tennessee Tiger that's out and about. Mm-hmm. Well, it was just spotted outside of a middle school. Oh, <laughs> is the Tiger looking for kids? They're great. Bay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! He beat me when it comes to puns today. Oh, no. <laughs> Plus, also, how is Clarksville involved with Major League Baseball history? Did you see this? Yeah, I saw that. How cool is this? Plus, on top of it, hey, Tennessee, if your Uber driver tries to kidnap you, what do you need to do? <laughs> it's obvious, but <laughs> we'll get into all that next here on the Joe Padula Show. Yes, Clarksville Party with a Purpose continues. Absolutely. This is Casey Bryant with Local Clarksville. Don't forget to download our app to find local places to eat, shop, and play. You're listening to the Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. You know what I can't stand? When you have people in Clarksville saying that there is nothing to do. Not for nothing. You couldn't be any more wrong. And obviously, you've never been to O'Connor's Irish Pub. Right off of Exit 1. It's like an adult daycare center. I mean, you go inside. You got the food. You got the drinks, okay? You got the DJ. You got the stage. You got the live music. The whole bit. It's fantastic. They got pool tables in the back. Dartboards. Video games. UFC main events. On the dozens of screens that are inside and out. Oh, and outside, they got the cornhole boards, they got the outdoor tiki bar, they got the outdoor DJ party, they got this huge massive stage where they bring in the big names like Black Label Society and Puddle of Mud and Greta Van Fleet. The monthly bikini contests are great, and I'm even getting good at that beer pong. They got karaoke nights on Wednesday, open seven days a week. There's always something to do in Clarksville, O'Connor's Irish Pub, exit one. Absolutely. 
Need a great venue in Clarksville to throw a holiday party? Maybe a family celebration, conference, or business meeting? Hi, this is April Consulo of Office Now, Clarksville's premier event space, and we're proud to announce our beautifully renovated event rooms. They're perfect for small, intimate gatherings to large group settings. We at Office Now offer amenities to include a commercial kitchen, on-site chef, in-house DJ, tables and chairs, and plenty of parking, all at competitive pricing. We are taking reservations now for the upcoming holidays, so visit us at Clark. ClarksvilleOfficeNow.com, where Clarksville goes to party with a purpose. Absolutely. This is Lawyer Wayne. Check me out at LawyerWayne.com and check me out on TikTok at Lawyer Wayne. You're listening to The Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Joe Padula Show. uh, Absolutely. (laughs) It's like his third pee break. (laughs) You okay, Shane? Why are you peeing so much? That stuff has a lot of carbonation in it. Yeah? Are, are you going in there to fart? No. <laughs> you can fart in here. It's okay. <laughs> no, hey, hey, if you got if you got a toot, do it, man. It's all right. It's just us dudes here today. In that case. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> Imagine he sharted. <laughs> I, I'd be just like, oh. Well, that's all the time I have today, folks. I got to get out of As here. As he waddles out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> His name would be not Master Shane, but Master Shart. <laughs> Look at Shelly's comment. Do not fart in the studio. <laughs> Shelly, you're not here to enforce it, so <laughs> you know, enjoy your gallivanting and relaxing in your backyard. <laughs> That's all she's been doing is just hanging out in her backyard. By the swimming pool? Yeah. Fire pit. Yeah, her fire pit in the swimming pool. Just kicking That's it. all she does now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice knowing you, Shelly. Hope all is well. Remember? Remember Shelly, right? Yeah. She used to come on the show often. Oh, no. Now she's too good for us. With her bougie fire pit. And her bougie pool. <laughs> I'm going to do the Triple Indie. Right. Shane, you know what movie the Triple Indie's from? I do not. If you know the movie, the Triple Indie... Where it's from. Type it in the comments. I got something for you if you get the right answer. The Triple Indy. Name the movie. One of my favorite comedic actors of all time. Bay knows. Sorry, I had to put it as a contest. But yeah, I got something for you. You'll like it. You'll like the prize if you answer correctly. First one to answer correctly. Don't look it up, all right? Don't look it up. It's too late for that. Yeah, yeah, that's true, Bay. But hey, check this out. Clarksville, you indirectly have helped make Major League Baseball history (laughs) yesterday. I'm so proud of you, Clarksville, Tennessee. One of our very own. Hey, you went to Montgomery Central. Hi. Yes, you did. Alec Mills. Huh? Alec Miller's there. Threw a no-hitter. A no-hitter against the Milwaukee Brewers. He plays for the Chicago Cubs. It was 12 to nothing. Wasn't even close. This was at Miller Park, by the way, in Milwaukee. That's the 16th in history of the franchise for the Chicago Cubs. Mm No-hitters-wise. So the last pitcher to pull off uh, the feet was was, uh, Jake Arrieta against the Reds in a 16 to nothing victory. In Cincinnati. That was in a 2014 
four years ago. PlayStation made a you pitch a no hit again, you win a million dollars. What? PlayStation had that on the Major League Baseball. Yeah. If you played the game, yeah. you did a no hitter, and you got a million dollars. So wait, he gets a million dollars? No, you got a million dollars. How do, how doing you that get... on the video game? No, that's too easy. No, it's not easy. I, I pitched. I pitched free. I used to make my character so friggin' See, strong. You can't do that. That's cheating, Joe. <laughs> no, no, it's called steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it was video game steroids. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Millis uh, attended uh, Montgomery Central High, and uh, and then also UT Martin. He was a walk-on. Mm. Yeah, let's take a clip at the kid. Not, I shouldn't call him a kid. He's like six foot five. <laughs> Uh, here we go. Let me uh, let me pull up. Uh, let me see what I got. What do I got? Where are you, brother? Where is he? There we go. Yeah, look at him. Boom! Up the got middle. Baez has it. No header. We get it. Woo! <laughs> the former college walk-on has made history. There he goes. Good job. Nice job. You know, pretty cool. Oh, sorry. I was—I didn't have that up on the screen. Let's do it again. <laughs> sorry, I'm still pissed off about the cop stuff. All right, here. Uh, I'll tell you what. Let's. Let, I think I got his. Uh, where is it? Where's his tweets? This guy's like trending on Twitter right now. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? Look at him. Look at him. He's trending on Twitter. One of our very own. So cool. Let's take a look. Come on, Internet. Don't ruin Clarksville's moment. <laughs> All right. So some are wearing face masks as they run on. This isn't social distancing. You know what? Good. Good. I'm glad he's not wearing a mask. You know how stupid this would be if they're all jumping in joy with, 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 with face blockage on? <laughs> Look how happy they are. Good for them. But it's so weird. Nobody's in these stadiums. Nobody's. They got they got cardboard cutouts for fans. It's like an exhibition game. Yeah. <laughs> and and they're they're pumping noise, complete fan game. noise. Well, you know they may. <laughs> no head. Ah, good for you, good for you, brother. That's awesome. What a moment, no doubt about it. Good kid. Good kid. He's got to be, right? At six foot five, you got to be a good kid. All right, uh, next up, Uber. <laughs> okay, so an Uber driver, okay, he was located after a possible kidnapping. This was in Smyrna. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Don't get an Uber from that guy. All right, so uh, here, here's the story. Authorities have located an Uber driver, sought by Smyrna police. This was after the department says a juvenile passenger jumped from his vehicle, believing she was being kidnapped. Now, the passenger's father, Archie Hunt, well, he told WKRN that his 17-year-old daughter frequently takes an Uber home from work in Smyrna and did so Friday night. Now, this was uh, right. Uh, now, the, he said that his daughter became worried when, uh, when the driver went the opposite direction of her destination. Okay? Now, when the, uh, what, what she, he said that, uh, yeah, the guy said that his daughter informed the driver numerous times that he was going the wrong way 
but he did not acknowledge her, leading to leading her to believe that she was being kidnapped. She rented a, a thousand. Uh, she's rent. This is what he said. She's rented a thousand Ubers, and they all go the same way. For whatever reason, when they got to wherever they were at, he went left instead of right, and she said something to him, and he grabbed her by the collar. Damn. Now, according to Hunt, uh, his daughter was able to jump from the Uber and to get the, and got to safety, while the driver kept going. Smyrna police identified the Uber driver as Yadro Alfonso Duarte and issued an alert Monday, moving, uh, Monday morning for, uh, for the Florida man. What was oh, so from Florida and Smyrna doing Uber? Sounds fishy enough. Officer said that Duarte was eventually located Monday afternoon, but the department did not immediately provide any additional information. This guy's got to be a moron. You're in the Uber system. Right. Your name and everything and driver's license is all right there. But it has to be, right? It better be. Unbelievable. Should be. Otherwise, I feel like something like this would be illegal if it wasn't. Yeah. He or, or if they didn't have these algorithms. What did he do? Hack the system? Must have or something <laughs> to, to get involved. I, I, no, he, that's how they must have found him. Right? They know your name. They yeah. know your car. Address, all that. They, they know all of it. Hmm? Ah. Well, hopefully there was a misunderstanding. We'll find out. Stay tuned. All right. Coming up uh, on this next one. You know that, that tiger that, that, that escaped from the zoo in Knoxville? Mm-hmm. Well, look at him. He's outside of the middle school. Aw. Hey, they are. He's looking for little kids. <laughs> they even had to cancel this, uh, this uh, the, uh, football practice. Thank you. Bay, I know. They ain't caught it. They haven't caught this tiger yet. They waiting for somebody to get. How have they not caught this tiger yet? Don't do it, Tony. Please, please tell me I'm wrong. Please, if you know about this tiger and its location, please let me know if they have caught him already or her. I hope I don't run up on it walking. Yeah. Forget <laughs> about it, Bay. I hope everybody is feline fine. Oh God. <laughs> And on that note, let's do one more break, and when we come back, we'll find out who's smart and who's dumb with On This Day in History Trivia. Yes, play along. Type in those answers. Share it on your timeline. Let's do this. All right, On This Day in History Trivia. Coming up next, absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show. Out of Bing. Clarksville's conversation. So, one of the most stressful things to do is buy or sell a house. Well, that all changes. Why? Shelly Holiday Realtor Remax North Star. She eliminates the stress parts of buying or selling a house. She'll work that deal. She networks. She knows how to do it. She's Shelly Holiday Realtor Remax North Star. And you want her. I'll tell you what. Just go to her Facebook page. She's Shelly Holiday Realtor Remax North Star. Just do it. Click like, send her a message. Joe Padula here. I see you watching the video. Do you want to be in the video? Come join us in the studio. All you got to do is go to the Joe Padula Show Facebook page, click like, send a private message. It's too easy. Absolutely. Joe Padula Show. Absolutely. Got Bay on microphone. How's it going? Yeah, not bad, Bay. Not bad. That's good. Turn Shane. 
pooping or farting in the bathroom. <laughs> Shelly even told me to go this time. <laughs> Shelly has no say on this show anymore. She quit. <laughs> Fair enough. <Okay>. Oh. <laughs> Shelly quit. <laughs> has she said anything? Uh... She said, go pee, Shane. Go pee, Shane. No, no, she's <laughs> During commercial. She's talking about your college. All right. <laughs> oh. She's rooting on Austin P. <laughs> wow, I can't, I can't believe I didn't even catch up on, get up on that. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> hey, um, we're going to uh, do a little game here as we uh, finish out the, the program. I have a, uh, have a drinking issue. Uh, I've been curbing it lately, and that's good. Mm -hmm. Okay, but when I don't, I like to make trivia questions. Right. On this day in history, trivia. But this time, you do it in your smoke room. And this time, I do it at home in safe conditions. <laughs> right. I'm not outside on the street <laughs> pretending it's grape juice. Right. <laughs> no, officer, it's grape juice. <laughs> right. Those days are over. At a home. So here, let's test your knowledge. Let's find out who's smart, who's dumb with On This Day in Trivia. Intern Chain, this is your first time playing it, right? Yes, sir. Bay, you've played it hundreds of times. Yep. I'm going to sing you the rules. Okay? <laughs> it's been a while, Bay. <clears throat> Don't pass out. It's been a while. <laughs> let's see if I still got it. All right? <sighs> let's see if I still got it, Bay. Hold on, i got to find the song. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. All right, here we go. On this day in history trivia. <clears throat> Here's how it works. Check out my little song. Explaining it all. Wish me luck. <clears throat> On this day in history trivia. I ask the questions of Arno, duh. Shay takes a guess. Some are smart and dumb. Some are dumb. I say here and give a clue. You give an answer, we'll see how you do. We cover stuff that is old and new. If you get it wrong, shame on you. It's a game I play every day just to say I know more than you. Really, I just looked up the answers. I gotta do what I gotta do. For presidents, boss, our sports, TVs, movies, and some news. It's for the young, the age, and hey, if you got gas, you can play too. It's time to play our on-air game for the day. Are you ready for on this day in history? Trivia. All right. <laughs> that was good. Not bad, right? Not bad. Did you write that yourself? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> All right. So, like the silly song says, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a clue, and then I'm gonna give a year. Listen to the clues. Type in your answers if you're playing abroad. Abroad. <laughs> Bay, you're up first. No. no, you know what? Let's put intern Shane up first. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Here you go. Intern Shane, there, your first question. Here's your clue. So I asked my friend Anne, okay? I asked her, uh, would her and her boyfriend, his name is Lou, by the way, what would their names be in Spanish? Okay. She looked at me and said, Luis y Anna. For on this day in 1803, the French flag was lowered in New Orleans to mark the formal transfer of this purchase from the France, from French to the U.S. 
It's only for $27 million. Again, I asked my friend Ann. Nice girl. And her boyfriend. His name is Lou. What their names would be in Espanol. She told me, Luis Iana. So, yeah, what purchase was made? The Louisiana. There you go. Very good. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> At first, I I was like, it's the Louisiana something, or is it just called the Louisiana? <laughs> Luis Iana. Purchase. Yeah, I got the Louisiana part at first. I just didn't know if there was anything afterwards. <laughs> Bay, you're up. Oh, yay. Louisiana Purchase. Thank mm. you, Frank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bay, I was playing with, uh, I was playing dumb with my landlord. Okay? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, this is something I used to do all the time with them. I had to. This was before the house. So, I used to ask them, how much did I own this month? You know what I mean? I mean, I knew. But he would always just hold up a number and say, you owe this. For on this day in 1861, the steam elevator was patented by this man named Elijah. Elijah? Mm-hmm. What was his last name? You owe this. Otis, very good, very good. Otis, creator of the elevator, very good. They got it. All right, intern Shane, you're up. Sweet, <laughs> sweet. Here's your clue. So I was, uh, I was talking to some, uh, some rude guy. I mean, he was trying to explain what this one girl looked like, and he, and he kept interrupting and saying, you know, yeah, but, but how, how much does the broad weigh? Right. I go, that, that doesn't matter. He goes, listen, I need to know how much does the Broadway, okay? I go, that's none of my business. Anyway, on this day in 1880, this New York street was lit by electricity and became known as the Great White Way. Broadway. Yes, Broadway! <laughs> how much did the Broadway? <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good at 13. Bay? This girl asked me where I'm from, right? So I told her, I live on the other side of the tracks. She said, oh, you don't live on the rich land, you live on the pole land. For on this day in 1919, this uh, statesman became the first premier of this European nation. Recently? Hmm? Recently? No, no, no. No, no. Well, I didn't live on the rich land. I lived in the pole land. Oh, Poland. Yes, that's right, that's right. The first, (laughs) yes, the first statesman for Poland. (laughs) Very good. <laughs> it's the other side of the tracks. Yeah. That's the pole land, right? Almost said Dodge Street, though. Dodge. <laughs> that side of the tracks. <laughs> All right, intern chain, a buddy of mine, Robert. I called him Rob. Yeah. Sometimes I called him Bob. Depends. Well, Bob was down in the dumps. All right, he sat next to me. He asked, Joe, how do you keep so positive? I looked him right in the eye, and I said, Bob, hope. That's how I do it. (laughs) For on this day in 1920, this man becomes an American citizen. (laughs) I I think you missed it. (laughs) I've been paying attention, but I'm just like, oh. My buddy, my buddy, Rob, you know, Robert, you know, Rob, Bob. He was asking me, you know, how do I stay so positive? 
I, like I said, I just looked him in the eye. And I said, Bob, hope. That's how I do it. Bob Hope. Very good. There you go. All yeah, right. I told you he missed All right. Oh, that, that was a tricky one. That was a tricky one. <laughs> I told you he missed hmm. Uh, Bay, I had a pet fish, right? Mm-hmm. It was a largemouth bass. One day, he decided to smoke marijuana. My pet fish. When I walked in, I said, Fishy, what are you doing? He just laughed and said, Bass, don't. <laughs> For on this day in 1944, the Nazis surrendered the 101st Airborne Division in this famous battle. The battle of what? Uh, hey, <laughs> what was what was the best? Uh, stone. Yes, right. the best stone. The battle of best stone. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. And not this. And not this. Watched that like a couple of days ago. Oh, uh, yeah. American History Channel. Oh, so good. World War Two. World War One. So yeah. good. <laughs> Almost said something else. I got a riddle for you, intern Shane. What's that? There are usually four of them, but sometimes five. <laughs> but only four gets used at the same time okay sometimes the fifth one gets called the name of a food but I assure you it does not taste like a donut for on this day in 1945 the rationing of this ends in the US (laughs) can you repeat that please Mm -hmm. one more time yes I can I know I can get this I have faith in you blanker Mm-hmm. Blanket's got uh, blanket fluid, you know there, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so intern Shane, there's usually four of them, right? Sometimes there's five of them, but only four gets used at the same time. Sometimes the fifth one gets called the name of a food, but I assure you, it does not taste like a donut. On this day in 1945, the rationing of this ends in the U.S. What were they rationing during World War II? Bread? No, no, not bread. No, I'm gonna get it for the win. I'm stealing it. I'm stealing. One more chance, intern Shane. What were they rationing based off of the clue? Mm. Come on. Usually there's four of them. Sometimes there's five. That fifth one, I assure you, does not taste like a donut. He's of the new generation. Mm. They don't know anything about that. Babe? Yeah, I don't. It's it's the spare tire. Tires. Oh. <laughs> tires. Right. See, that's one thing I didn't learn in history class. <laughs> they were rationing tires. Rubbers, uh, right. Because I was like, he ain't going to get the, the donut. You guys donut because it it's around. You, oh. you, guys call, you guys don't call it a donut? Oh, yeah, spare tire. We call it donuts. Yeah. yeah. No, we, like, we don't call it, it that. They ain't going to get it. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't going to get that one. <laughs> All right, babe. The mayor came to me the other day and asked me, Joe, how can we fix the traffic problem here in Clarksville? I simply told him, sir, we need Moland. We need Motown. <laughs> For on this day, 1961, the Supreme signed the record label with this. Motown Records. Motown Records. Very good. Our winner, ladies and gentlemen, it's Bay. Woo! Because I ain't in the no knowledge of the donut. Up the donut. <laughs> oh, time's up anyway. I donut want to play this again. Oh. Touche. Touche. I'm joking. This nah, was fun. That's all good. You know, the younger generation, you can get with some of the, you know, automobiles. That's right. That's stuff. right. <laughs>
Oh. Next time I'll make them drive stick shift too. All right. Man. Oh. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. I, I'd love to drive a stick shift, but that's gonna that's gonna take a while for me to get used. We'll to. teach you, kid. We'll teach you. What'd you learn on the show today? Anything saying that for you, intern Shane? Uh. Well, I learned that. Uh, I learned that being on the show is uh, just as fun as being not on the show. Ah. Okay. okay because well. I'm saying that because I miss being on the show. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now, nah, glad you're back. All right. And uh, I'm glad uh, Austin P's got you busy over there. And uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully uh, one day you become, you get your master's in broadcasting. Yeah. Good for you. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Did your voice just crack? That's great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something, something just dropped. <laughs> uh, Why, hello. It's like, boom, <laughs> boom. Bay, what'd you learn the show today? <laughs> the tiger's still loose. Yeah. The Tennessee Tiger's still out there. How did it get loose in the first place? I don't... Place? Somebody must have who, let him go. Who let the gate open? Who let the tiger out? <laughs> who? And then who? the uh, California cops. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy one. Right that's there. crazy. Was Joe exotic when you need him? Yeah. All right, he's in prison. Oh. <laughs> the tiger king. The tiger king. king. <laughs> uh, I learned about Joe Shakinab today. He's mm-hmm. got a... He's got a He's got decades of leadership under his belt, and he's running for uh, city council, War 12. So I'm glad he was able to hang out with us and to help share his story. Learned a little bit about Somalia, too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about 85. Mm-hmm. And we go back. Uh, I also learned that, um, that Clarksville, yeah, one of your very own. I mean, we got a couple of Clarksville guys in the majors. Just one of them threw a no-hitter. Good for you, Alec. Good for you. Thanks for doing us proud, man. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking about doing your proud, we're gonna get off. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna stop broadcasting. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Uh, we got uh, we got some more. What do we got tomorrow? We got some guests coming in. We'll, we'll, we'll fill you in later. Hey, don't forget to share this on your timeline. Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's Party with Purpose. Absolutely. It's the Joe Padula Show, Clarksville's conversation. Absolutely.